Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 300. Milestone event evening. This Not only is this our 300th episode, which is totally and completely amazing, it's our Grey Cup preview show. Let's Talk CFL uh, Facebook group also crossed 5,000 members today, and those are all fairly good members, except for the Red Black fans right now, because they're being really weird. Anyhow... So what are we going to do? We're gonna, well, first off, I want to talk about the show, okay? We've been running the show for since, what, 2015, I believe Charles has said, three years, three, three and a half years, something like that. Uh, first, gate, first day of the season of the 2015, se- uh, first day of the season, first game of the season of the 2015 season. And uh, we've been doing it ever since. So almost this is going to be... 15, 16, 17, 8, fourth season. Fourth season we're completing. I had to use my fingers there, uh, which is totally and completely amazing. So I want to thank uh, my co-hosts, um, Will McDonald, Mark Weddle, Charles Cliff, uh, sometimes Chris Lutha. I don't never got get his name right. Anyhow, uh, I also want to thank so, the, some of the past people that have been on the show, uh, including uh, Brennan McGuire, Rhonda Hope, uh, Mike Townsend, and uh, Kelly Bale, who without Kelly Bale, this show would never have got off the ground. He was one of our original. Uh, Kelly, myself, and Charles started the the podcast back in 2015, and he was Kelly was instrumental in making everything happen. Without him, we would not have got off the ground, and we wouldn't be here today. So I, I have to thank him very much. Um, also, got to thank Frank Stanishi for showing me that a uh, CFL podcast uh, can actually work. And uh, work long time, lo- learn, <sighs> troth mobile, long term. And I, I got another person to thank there, uh, Jamie Martell. Now, Jamie Martell has been uh, my friend for better part of 25 years. Uh, we've been business partners. We've been business associates. Uh, we've been competitors. Uh, we've always been good friends. Uh, we're fellow Shelby owners and uh, AC Cobra enthusiasts. And... Uh, Jamie showed me about podcasting over 20 years ago before it was even called podcasting. Uh, He basically called it an audio magazine in the beginning, and he later turned it into a business called uh, Podcast Mastery, and he taught thousands and thousands of people how to podcast. And I have been on his show on and off for the last 20 years. Without Jamie, I would never have probably got into this. So that's how long I've been podcasting for over 20 years. And Jamie's the same age as I am at 56 years old. And unfortunately, uh, about a month and a half ago, he died of a brain aneurysm. And it absolutely ripped my heart out hearing that. And so, Jamie, all the best to you, buddy. And I know hopefully you're watching. You've been watching my show from the beginning making comments and improvements, and uh, hopefully you're still going to do that. I don't know how you're going to talk to me, but you'll find a way. You're pretty cool, bro. Um, okay, and we got a huge pile of fans out there that I want to, like, thank, and, and I can't because, A, I don't remember your names. Uh, there's a bunch of guys from Thailand, uh, England, Scotland, Wales, Great Britain in general. 
uh, Wesley down in Australia, and uh, a longtime follower who just absolutely crushes it all the time. And he's got a uh, Let's Talk CFL logo on his lawnmower, and that's Neil Kroll. And uh, it's good getting back in touch with you, Neil. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. Uh, anyhow, I'm not sure about the Speedo picks, though, but come on. Okay, let's just move on from that one. Uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just so ecstatic that, you know, we've made 300 episodes. It's just totally and completely amazing. And uh, I got Will and Mark online now, and I'm going to open up their mics right now and welcome them to the show. And uh, you guys, hey, I appreciate you coming on board. Mark? How you doing tonight? Doing good. Um, I think I actually came on on the show. Ugh, I don't even think you guys had hit a hundred yet. I think it was about eighty. But about a year and a half I've been on now too. So it's always fun. Always fun. Always a always a scream. Always a scream. Will, welcome to the show, we- my friend. Oh, sorry, Mark. I was just going to say we hit over 5,000 people on the Facebook page now, too. Yeah, I I said that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And they're good members for the most part. Like I said, except the red black guys right now because they're being (laughs) really butthurt about this Jonathan Rose thing. And the Bomber fans are really pissed off about this Canadian Mafia thing. I don't know. We're going to talk about that later. And uh, Ryder fans are just being Ryder fans. Actually, they're not being Ryder fans. They're actually really nice. I just put up a post on Facebook that basically it was kind of funny. And it just said, like, uh, red-black fans are acting like Ryder fans, or Ryder fans are behaving themselves. The whole world's upside down. And it's true. And it's absolutely true. I mean, Ryder fans are actually you – know, yeah, I, I've i got Neil's picture in the Speedo already. He sent me that one, Will. Thank you. I don't need it. Okay, Will, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? You're You're the same age as I am now. You know that, right? Turn on your mic. I don't need to see his ass either. Open your mic, Will. I, I, yes, I am the same age as you. I had my mic open. I just wasn't talking because I was busy sending you pictures. Okay. Did did he send you the picture of his dinosaur outfit with the Stampeders jersey on? Yes, yes, yes. Neil did. He did send okay. me that one too. He, okay, so you guys are you guys are good friends now then. Wow, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, Neil that's, talks that's, to me daily. You know what? Your life is fuller if you have Neil in it, okay? Yeah, I'm not arguing. Sometimes, some, sometimes you don't need to see certain things because those are things that you can't unsee. Okay, yeah. but... It, and, life, and life is fuller with Neil in it. Sometimes it's a little overfull, but you know, hey, everything uh, is good. absolutely. And yeah. and I know Neil's going to listen to this show tomorrow. Neil, we're not making fun of you, buddy. We're just, no, we love we're you. We're just stating facts, really buddy. Do. We're just stating facts. So, and yeah, he, I have had many a good conversations with Neil Krell because he is quite an intelligent human being. Yeah. Anyways, um. Yeah, you know what? I just I don't know how long I've been on this show. I I know I've been on this show for at least two Grey Cup Stampeder losses for sure. Um but you know what? For me this this is one of the best things I've ever done because all it is is a bunch of guys sitting around talking about football. And I've been looking for that kind of a space for many, many years. And it's not 
It's not like being online because there's too many guys online who want to argue. Yes, we disagree sometimes, but we respect we don't really each argue. other. We respect each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's what it's all about, I think. And uh I still think you're wrong, Christopher Jones, but that's beside the point. It doesn't matter. What am I wrong about? Everything. Oh fuck off. Everything everything that that I disagree with as far as football goes, I still think you're wrong, but that's of just because they have my own opinion. Just yeah. because they have my own opinion. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. And, and, and I'm totally okay with that because we do have our own opinion. What do you think of this? I, I'm this surprised. Woody? I'm surprised you did. You didn't call me today when you saw the picture of Bo Levi Mitchell dressed the way he was. You mean like Woody? Yes, like Woody. <laughs> I thought that. I, I, people in my office were wondering what was wrong with me because I think I almost fell out of my chair. Okay, so oh, it, it, it's funny as hell. Yes, it is. But you know what? It's almost dead on. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Except for the fact Woody looks cool. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He doesn't look like a cowboy. He looks like a sodbuster. And do you know the difference? Uh, no. A, a sodbuster is one of those poor prairie folk that got the droopy hats that just kind of walk from place to place and, and 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 dig on the grass. And that's a sodbuster. You know, they weren't actually they didn't they weren't didn't have enough money for a horse. Okay. Okay. He just looked well. like a poor cowboy. And and yeah, well, hey, whatever. But yeah, it was pretty funny. And apparently, every year, half the Stampeders dress up like cowboys for the Great Cup trip. Yeah. And Bo Levi decided to do it this year. So. Yeah, it's you know, just... I cannot, I cannot believe he looks like that when number one, he lives in Calgary and he's from Texas. Okay. Yeah, but just because you're so, from Texas doesn't make you a cowboy, nor does coming from Calgary. Well, You're not a cowboy. Well, okay. You don't look like a cowboy with capris on. Do you? Yeah, but you haven't, you haven't seen me when I try. Okay? Because there is oh, that. I'm sure that kick is there coming. Is that, I, there is that 10-event day festival we hear up here called the Calgary Stampede been there okay. and there's nothing there's nothing that looks better than a pair of capris with cowboy boots yeah yeah <laughs> no <laughs> i've seen that that's right up there with the topless bull riding there you go anyways are we talking about football tonight or are we just going to ramble on about various things we're just going to ramble on really because, hey, I really, 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 really want to talk to Mark about free agency in Winnipeg. So, you mean our thirty-two free agents? Well, no. You see, the one that's got me the biggest, and I don't know if you know about this, Christopher Jones, but January is it January fifteenth? The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Oh. <clears throat> Matt Nichols, 
a $225,000 bonus. For what? For playing football. He didn't That's play it that bonus. good. That's why it was his bonus. bonuses. Yeah. When, when so is that due? What? January 15th. I guess he's getting released. So, <laughs> so, so what do they do? They can't release him. He's the closest Why? thing they've had to quarterback in 20 years. Well, then they pay him. Right. He's also quietly but resigned. Hold on. He, he extended his deal, too, though. His deal's not but up until 2020 on. now. But hold on. Who would ever pay him that kind of money? Oh, I don't know. Would. Yeah. Wait a well, minute. Look at their Walmart's kicker. Would. Oh, wait. Didn't they, yeah, but didn't they give Drew Willie a contract once too for stupid money? Yeah, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something, just, wasn't it? Just, 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 <laughs> and I heard that after the bonus, Matt Nichols will have made five hundred and twenty-five k this year. Is that correct, Mark, or is that wrong? Um, it's probably close to that. Oh my God! Yeah, is all I can say. Oh my God. Okay, so do they cut him and then go with Chris Strebler and Kevin Glenn next year? Oh God, I hope that'd not. be that'd be that'd be cheaper. There's an awful lot of free agent quarterbacks this year. So, Christ, I think three quarters of the league is free agents this year. There's twelve of them. There's a lot. There? There's a lot. This has to be the most ever. Because there was so many well, yeah, contracts. Only, only, only reason is because of the CBA. A lot of guys were holding out for that. Oh, indeed. So, you blame them. Yeah, no. but it doesn't make sense for the team. And I understand that, that the team really doesn't have much choice if the, if the player wants to uh, hold out for that. But in the same token is that, you know, it's – they're free agents. Anybody can talk to them until the CBA. And the C- we know the CBA is going to be late this year. It's barely going to get done in time for the season. We might miss part of training camp. We did last time. And, yep. uh, and, and I think they're going to be, the, the players are going to be much more dug in this year. You can tell that by their T-shirts, for lack of a better term. And, and there's, they're, they're just adamant about getting what they want. And uh, so these quarterbacks are going to be able to be just – Wind and dined by every team in the league. Yep. It, the, the whole thing's going to hell in a handbasket. Charles Cliff, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you very much. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Just uh, getting all my last-minute preparations to head out to Edmonton tomorrow. So. Yep. So it's exciting. Excellent. Okay. Are we going to talk some football now, or what are we going to do? We sure. can keep going some rants about a whole pile of stuff. Butthurt Bomber fans and, uh, ride, and, and Red Black Rider fans. Uh, all sorts of other things. Red Black Rider fans. Well, the Red Black fans are acting like Rider fans right now, and the Rider fans are behaving themselves. So, like I said, the whole yes. world's upside down. 
You never know what it's going to be like. Yeah, I just had a perfect post on on Facebook, and I was reading it, and I wanted to share it, and I clicked the wrong button. Now I can't find it again. Uh-oh. There should be a go back button. There should be. Yeah, it's just not. Yep. <laughs> and and I found also that if you you refresh it or something, it goes from newsfeed from uh, latest to um, anyhow. It's just wrong. Facebook. Needs, I know somebody needs to be slapped in Facebook. Well, they're always changing it too, and it's annoying as hell. Yeah. I really don't care what your algorithms do and why you even have any. Why don't you just let people see the posts that come up? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, and anyhow, what do you think about the whole situation here, Charles? We're talking about the podcast being 300 episodes. We're talking about uh, the Facebook group being over 5,000 members. We're talking about anything and everything right now. We're talking about Will Caprice. Well, it's crazy how the 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 three hundredth episode and the five thousand um, the five thousandth member of the of the website happened both on the same day. I know, which is kind of weird. Very weird. Very yeah. very weird. Mhm. So so is this the biggest group or not? No, not even close. No. Who's the no, biggest? No, not even group? close. There's a lot of groups out there that just allow a lot of people into them regardless of who they are and they they never participate or anything else we we probably have half of the people in our group participating on some form of level or not mm-hmm. it's kind of weird yeah so true. Uh, it, it's, it's a very engaged group yep so is that if, why your posts are getting 200 or more comments right now yeah yeah i mean seriously i mean <laughs> It's massive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm on one group right now that's got 7,300 7, members. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's not anywhere near the biggest group. Nope. But, but I think it's one of the most engaging because I see a lot of these groups, and but half the people are silent. Maybe half their uh, things are bots or whatever, but... Oh, I, no, no. Only like, only like six or eight people are participating. And it's it's like so weird. It's like I, you know, how you can actually bring somebody in right now. I could I can bring your sister in, if your friend of your sister's. I could just or you her into the group and she'd be part of the group. I think that a lot of this happens on on these groups where all these people bring in other people who aren't don't want anything to do with it. Yep. Right. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. I mean, I, I know the one group just all they do is hijack football players into it. So if you become a, a fan of a football or a, a friend with a football player, you just bring them into the group, right? And, and they never participate. Right. I mean, <laughs> we we have really? quite a few players that actually participate, and some you know a lot of former players and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, Jed Roberts just hates me. Paul McKellen's pretty active too. Yeah, yes, Paul he McKellen. Is. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Lockbaugh wished me happy birthday. Kelly Lockbaugh wished me happy birthday the other day on my timeline. 
That's all right. He probably, awesome. doesn't, know, he probably doesn't know who I am, but I figured my birthday thing came up, so he just replied to it. <laughs> well, there's nothing. Uh, you know what? No, Kelly listens to the podcast. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. Kelly's a friend of mine. We used to go out for dinner all the time with Charles and myself. And yeah, we used to watch used to come the, watch games with us. We used to watch games together when the BC Lions had their away games. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so, okay. yeah, no, Ke- Kelly knows who you are. Yep. I'm not saying he listens to the podcast all the time, but he has in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't even listen to the podcast all the time. Neither do I. I. I never listen to it. Once is enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after about an hour, the shine of hearing your voice on a podcast kind of wears off, right? Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm done. Let's talk some football because I don't know what to say now. Um, there's a game coming up, right? Grey Cup preview. Who is it? It's Ottawa Red Blacks and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Oh, sorry, Calgary Stampeders. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the on the spot here, Charles. Who's it going to be? Oh boy, I've been. I to be honest, I've actually been going back and forth um, all week because I know uh, I would say most people would say that uh, Ottawa looked much better than Calgary last week. But there's something about the third time in a row that you're just wondering, is this going to be uh, third time's a charm? Um, I don't know. It's, it, this one's a, a tough one, I think. So um, a very tough one to call. Um, hmm. I yeah. Um, be, I just think I'm always going back to good Trevor Harris and bad Trevor Harris. And um, that's uh, that was because Trevor Harris. Let's face it, last week he was phenomenal. Last week, but this week, uh, is he going to be phenomenal again? Uh, they played a Ticats team that uh, was up and down all year. This Calgary defense, even for the most part, even when the Stampeders defense or when the Stampeders went through that late season slump and were having trouble winning. Their defense was still pretty good that time. And their offense, I think, is starting to gel. It's taken some time because they've had so much uh, turnover, especially in the receiving core. But they looked like they were gelling somewhat last week. Now, they weren't perfect, but they got another week of practice here. So I've been going back and forth on who I think is going to win this game. Ultimately, uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to stay out west, and I'm going to pick Calgary to win this one. I think that um, being the third game in a row, um, I don't know. I just see this Stampeders um, as ones that um, I just don't see them winning two in a row or or losing three in a row. Uh, A majority of those players have been on that team. I think they're going to be – What's the word? I'm looking very motivated to win this one. So I do think it's going to be Calgary. I think it's going to be a very close football game. Um, I think we might see bad Trevor Harris, but um, 
I don't know. He might he might shock us and finally put two games together properly. But you know what? I'm going to go with Calgary in this one. I just think that um, the fact that they've lost two straight and the fact that uh, maybe they have got the slump and got all their losses out of them in the end of the season, I think they're going to be able to put up enough. Um, I think um, enough of those veteran Calgary players are finally going to will them to victory. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to pick Calgary to win this one 31-28. to It'll be a three, close three-point game, and Calgary wins um, just by a field goal. Okay, awesome. Now we'll get Will. Maybe he'll stop breathing heavy. He'll probably ahead, disagree buddy. with me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he 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 disagrees with everything. Um, <laughs> um. Well, no, and and since Charles picked Calgary, if I when I see you in Edmonton, Charles, I actually will talk to you now. Um. Hmm. Anyway, can I change? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um. Um. I. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I've been I've been beating this back and forth all week or since Sunday. And yeah, Ottawa looked awful good against Hamilton. But on the other hand, they played Hamilton three times in a row. Okay? Last two games of the season and then the playoff game. Um so they were pretty familiar with them. Um, Calgary, Calgary has looked better. Their defense looks great. Um, their offense did not look that good, and I'm. I mean, you know, I can't pick Ottawa. I just can't. I I and Calgary beat uh, Ottawa combined games fifty four seventeen this year, but Calgary hasn't seen Ottawa since July. So I think Ottawa's made some changes, and so has Calgary. And basically, I, I, once again, the CFL is a quarterback driven league, and Andrew Harris looked. He looked fantastic last week, and so does all his receivers. And I don't know, um, but as I'm not going to waver too far of what I've done all year, I don't think Ottawa fifty-eight can to carry two Calgary, can carry Calgary's skate bag um, or cleat bag or whatever you want to call it. Okay, but. On the other hand, okay, you got to look at this. Somebody 30 years ago had the same conversation we're having right now when they were talking about the Buffalo Bills. Ah, there's no way they could win, lose three in a row. And they actually lost four in a row. So, ah, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. But I'm not going to go against Calgary. And so, what the hell? Forty-eight, seventeen, Calgary, running away. But sorry, what was that, Will? Forty-eight, seventeen, Calgary, 
4817. There you go. There's a will score for you. Gotta love it. <laughs> You're not willing to give him the 50 burger, though, eh? Uh, no. Okay. No. Okay. Mark, your turn, buddy. Oh, well, don't ever change. Um, I'm surprised nobody's picked up on Mitchell's leg. They were talking about it on TSN today. His leg's banged up. It got banged up again in the Palmer game. What difference does it make? He doesn't run. He's been running more be this year, and especially like last week he was running for his life mostly, but he was running. Um, if his if he can't really plant heavily or anything like that, it could be interesting for him. Uh, they should be the more fired up team, you would think, because especially like we were talking earlier with the CBA coming up, this is probably the last kick at the can for this team. And with the rumors of him going to the NFL, this is his last chance, or one of his last chances. So they better be motivated. I am going to take Calgary. I'm not sure why. But I'm going to say it's going to be a lower-scoring game than Wills, especially. Um, 26-22, Calgary. 26-22. Okay. So before I finish this, did anybody watch that post in Let's Talk CFL where the two karate guys are fighting and they didn't stop when the ref told them to yes. and then the ref kicked the yes. shit yes. out of them? I was watching that about I half an hour that. ago. Yeah. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> now that's how a re- Jonathan Rose should have got the shit kicked out of him by the official, and, and I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have said a goddamn thing because damn, that would have been funny. Okay. Sorry, I digressed. I always digress. I move somewhere else. 106 Grey Cup. We're on our 300. It's time the CFL caught up. Uh God, I'm funny. Okay, uh, is nobody going to give Ottawa any love in here? Should I just pick Ottawa just because? I'm I'm really at odds here because a it doesn't really. Matter. I'm going to pick the Ottawa Red Blacks. I'm going to pick them, and and it's 28-24 because it really doesn't matter what score I pick because I'm picking them because I'm smarter than the average bear, and I'm going to win. Uh. Trevor Harris is just is kind of on a roll, and he's kind of like slowly progressing and moving up and getting better and better and better. And the last game against Hamilton was pretty damn awesome. And if he plays like that against Calgary, Calgary doesn't really have much of a hope. Mitchell hasn't been playing well all year, and last week was no exception. I mean, 24 points, and that what Calgary scored? It's terrible. Come on. Uh, the only thing that's saving grace for the for the Calgary their defense yes defense wins championships and offense only makes it by how many points so yeah defense can count but you know what i'm not totally convinced that it's going to work on this one okay boom there goes another podcast hey i i i made a mistake i gotta change something what can i change my can i change my score what do you want to change your score to 5217 52. I'll let you change it to 52. 
No problems. Okay. And, and that's for Calgary, right? You're not pick changing to, it to Ottawa. No, and I, I just wanted to interrupt you a little bit and say, yep, Bo had a terrible season this year. He only had 5,000 passing yards with yeah. with, nine, with 19, count them, 19 different receivers. What? Does he want a brownie badge or a chest to pin it on? Because I don't think well, he has I just, either. I just wanted to point something out, that's all. And he's had uh, 5,000 yard seasons the last three years in a row. Oh, and he did get a 5,000 yard season last year with a screwed up shoulder from game two. Oh, yeah. And, and, and what did Mike Riley throw this year? What did Mike Riley throw last year? And what did Mike Riley throw the last year in a row? I think he's like 5,000 yards for the last 28 years or something. So don't give me that shit. It's no big deal. Okay. And, and Bo may have thrown for 5,000 yards, but what was he, the fourth best receiver overall in the year? Or, or quarterback? He wasn't that good. Yeah, he was He was the fourth best, and I think he was out by like 140 yards passing or something like that. So, just thought I'd uh, point that no, out. No, he was, he, he, was, he was out by 400, over 450 yards. Okay. Yeah, to who, and, though? And, to who? Mike Riley. To who? Okay. And who was next to that? Jeremiah Mazzoli. And how far was he away from Jeremiah Mazzoli? I don't know, a couple hundred. Okay. Actually, if you want the truth, it was... uh, Doesn't matter. 85. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's all. I, I can't... Yeah, I kind of go by the uh, uh, efficiency rating, and uh, Bo was up there. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trashing the guy. Cause I know he, Bo was up there. Bo was I up there. I know Bo was up there. He, he, was, he was fourth best in, in efficiency rating in the league. So there's three better quarterbacks in the league, Trevor Harris, Jeremiah Mazzoli, and Mike Riley. So. But he does come, in, come on top for some categories. Yeah, it's shit. Chris Strebler almost beat him. <laughs> he does come on top for some categories. Did you see how many touchdowns Strebler threw for on the year? Yeah, 11. I know. It's not bad. For 11, 1,100 yards. Except, one touchdown except for 100 Mark, yards. Of Mark, Mark you'd, so be much, you'd be much happier, Mark, if he had a thrown for 12, wouldn't you? Uh, you think? Uh-huh. Two overthrows away from the Grey Cup, you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, shit happens. Yep. And 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 by the way, Bo was only ahead of, uh, if you want to count numbers here, he, uh, how many yards do you think he was ahead of Trevor Harris? And Trevor Harris Not had a many. shitty season. He was up and down. Eight. He beat Trevor Harris by eight yards. And, and and Matt Nichols was back two thousand yards behind them. What did you say? About what? What was Matt Nichols total this year? Thirty one hundred. And they paid him five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Is that correct? So I don't know, is that correct? Nobody's getting more five hundred and twenty five thousand? If he hits all his bonuses, once he gets all his bonuses, yeah. 
Fuck, Bo might as well. Bo might might want to go to Winnipeg to make more money next year. Well, he might. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Are you? You're an idiot, then. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you were a smart guy, Mark. <laughs> yeah, you can stick with Jennings. I, I'm almost okay with that. Well, I said almost. So the rest of the West. I said, I, I said almost. What? So is the rest of the West. I'm okay with Jennings sticking around. I think he can be a great backup to Mike Riley. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even a great backup. Sorry. Anyways. He needs to go somewhere else to get fresh. He needs to go somewhere else to get some quarterback help. I think he should go to Winnipeg. No. Buck Pierce will no. teach him some things. Buck Pierce no. will teach him some things. So Bo, you want to send Bo Levi Mitchell to Winnipeg so Buck can teach him, train him no, properly? No, no, no. That no. Makes sense. Jennings, I like that Jennings, one. Jennings, Jennings, Jennings. Don't put words into my mouth. I'm anyway. pretty sure you were talking about Bo Levi Mitchell. Wasn't he, was he talking yeah, about well, thing about what yeah, You know who I was talking about. You know who I was talking about. Here. Oh, my good Lord. Backpedal, backpedal. Stroke, stroke, stroke. Okay. When was so the last time? When was the, maybe you guys can fill me in on this since you're experts. Please. Okay. <laughs> who, was the last, who was the last quarterback for BC to get 5,000 yards in a season? Uh, Travis Lilly. Probably did. Yeah, yeah, I think so. In what, 11? Probably, yeah. I think, yeah. Well, that was was over he wouldn't have done 000. it since then. I don't think so. He had not played no. a full season since then. No. Right. Okay. Point well taken. What? No, not, I wasn't not at all. Because point. I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to make a point. Okay. Because bottom sure line, like bottom line, no, no, bottom line, okay, I can, I can shit on Matt Nichols, okay? But if Matt Nichols won a great cup this year, you wouldn't even talk about that, would you? Oh yeah, sure I would. Probably not. Does does well, does anybody would. know does anybody know how many yards Marcus Crenel got in two thousand and one? No. Uh my stats don't 12. go back that far. Twelve maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking three thousand maybe. And he won the freaking great cup. It's all about the wins, baby. Okay, uh, just for the record, and uh, just because I don't want anybody to call me on this, in 2011, Travis Lule passed for 4,800 yards. I was going to look that, that up. up. You, 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 I was going to look that up. You, you were too slow or too fast. So I honestly don't know the last time that BC had a 5,000-yard quarterback. I'm back to 2007 so far. Take a guess. I can't. I um, I don't know if they ever have. <laughs> well, they they definitely have. It might go back to either Dave, it might go back to either Dave Dickinson or Casey Printers. I'm I'm going to find this out here. 
BC Lions. Ah, Casey Dave Printers, Dickens. 2004, two, uh, 5,040 yards. Yep. And the year before that, Dave Dickinson had 5,496. The well, CFL stats don't go that far back. Okay. Wow, okay. I have an agenda here. Let's do a post-mortem on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. What's going on with this team? Uh, I did notice that there was some uh, post today on June Jones. Did anybody read that? What's he saying? Basically, all I, that I saw is that it, there was a um, – they were asking June Jones about um, potentially the uh, Orlando Steinhauer uh, leaving uh, to go to – uh, a different team, um, so there was nothing really earth-shattering uh, about it, but uh, he just said he'll see how it plays out. Okay. So it doesn't say anything. Okay. So what do you guys think? Hamilton Tiger Cats. Will, what's your post-mortem on these guys? What do they need to do? Um, what happens? What do they need I, to I, do? How are they going to get better? Who's going to be their quarterback? Who's going to be their coach? Who's going to be their owner? I think uh, I think uh, they have uh, a quarterback they've been looking for. Um, I think they got a running back that they've been looking for. I think they've also discovered a receiver that they've been looking for that they didn't even realize was there until last year. Um, I, I think they have to get better on defense. Obviously, uh, they're uh, they're. Uh, I don't think they're that bad of a team. Their record this year kind of sucks, but um, I think they got some great players. Um, I think June Jones is a great head coach. Um, if, if he sticks around, I'm, I would be good with that for next year or a couple of years. Um, I, yeah, I mean, they got some pretty decent receivers. Um, and I don't, I don't think there's a lot. I don't think you have to do a lot with that team, to be honest with you. I mean, the record wasn't very good, but they still made it to the Eastern Final. And they were in first or second place all year in the East. So, you know, I don't if have If my team was in second place in the East all year, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. Yeah, but you only have to get into the playoffs, man. You only have to get into the playoffs. That hasn't helped Calgary. getting... Well, no, no, but in order to get where Calgary was, you have to be in the playoffs. And 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 that was a good attempt, Christopher. But I'm not Mark Weddall. I'm not going to bite, buddy. Anyways, go ahead. Well, Mark's not going to bite on that comment. Uh, sure as hell not. No, no, no. <laughs> Mind you, they, you know, what is this? This is the first time that the Bombers have got to the second round in, in what, eight, nine years? Since 11. Since 11, yeah. Yep. Wow, that's pretty sad. 
Uh, oh, we get to talk, talk post-mortem on, on Winnipeg in a minute. Okay. Mark, talk about this team, Hamilton Tiger Caps. You know, the record really doesn't show it on the season, but they did make a lot of moves forward that were good for the team. Looks like they've got, like Will said, another receiver. They do need to go into free agency, though, and get a bigger receiver. Their receivers are tiny. Um, They need to go out and get somebody who's 6'2", 6'3", kind of thing. If they do, that could make that offense really potent. They have a lot of work to do on defense, though. Some of those guys are getting older now. Um, but I think they're probably going to be like everybody else and over half their team's probably free agents anyway. So I was just looking to see if I could find the list, but I cannot find it, of course. Um, they do have Masoli again, so they're set at quarterback. They're set at running back. But defense needs a pretty quick overhaul. You know, they have made strides. It looks like June Jones and Jerry Glanville are doing a very good job there, though. Never thought we'd say that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as the other teams in the East stay down, 9-9 nine and nine will get you into the playoffs, if not first place. So, you know, they improve a ton. In Ottawa first place, didn't it? No, they they had 11 or 12. Yeah. No, the, uh, they have a good shot at going after Ottawa for first place next year. So, well, they had a good watch. shot at going after them this year. They were they were yeah. they came down to the last game whether or not Ottawa and Hamilton were going to flop flip flop positions. They just had yeah, to I beat think, them once. Yeah, I think it came down to no Brandon Banks. That's really what it came down to. That offense yeah. was built so much around them. Yep. Right, but that other guy. Speedy A or Speedy Alphabet or Speedy yeah. whatever the hell. He, he stepped mm-hmm. up quite nicely, and now they've yeah, got they two yeah. guys like that, and, and Mark's correct, is they need some height. And uh, I don't think free agency is where they're going to find a receiver. I think they need to go back down south and find some rock star down there that's not playing in the CFL and drag his ass up here. You, you don't make your team better by castaways from other teams you can steal people from other teams and that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't but you know if the other team's not signed yeah anyhow you know you know the story on that and winnipeg is bc and bc is edmonton and whole world's going crazy and there's no wally to curtail ed hervey from going crazy at free agency because he loves it yeah, oh, he will. He'll spend a, a bucket mm-hmm. full of money. I am sure that yep. he's going to ask all CF uh, or PC Lion players right across the board to take a pay cut. And just so that I he can, can go it. and build a football so he can build a football team. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. Charles, up to you, buddy. Well, the Hamilton Tiger Cats took great strides this year. They went from a team that hadn't made the playoffs in uh, at least two or three years, and all of a sudden they're now uh, in second place and probably should have been first place. Uh, 
Um, to lose three times to Ottawa is very rare, and they probably should have uh, maybe should have fared better, but give Ottawa credit. They beat them all three times, and then again in the playoffs. So it's um, I think that the Ticats are they've got their guy at quarterback now. I think Mazzoli, I think most people would agree that Mazzoli is pretty much for real now. He had a great season. He played um, very well um, for the most part this season. He set records. He was a 300-yard game after 300-yard game. You, you can't take that away from him. Um, they might have to do a little bit of um, – Shore up their defense a little bit. That defense got a little, got especially their secondary got exposed last week by uh, Trevor Harris. Um, so they'll probably be looking to add a piece, at least a piece or two there to uh, shore up their defense. But I think they're in pretty good shape right now. Um, I think that, um, um, what's his name, June Jones uh, did an actually very good job. I remember when June Jones took over as head coach last year, uh, a lot of people were laughing at this team. Well, they're not laughing anymore, and they were laughing when he brought in Jerry Glanville. Well, they're not laughing anymore. They did a very good job. They got that that ship uh, steered in the right direction. And after they dumped Ken Austin and brought uh, June Jones back into the fold and gave him the the coaching job. So I think it's... um, the future is bright for Hamilton. It really is. I think uh, they're heading in an upward trend, and I think if they put together a few more pieces of puzzle on defense, uh, this is going to be a team that, uh, quite frankly, should probably finish first in the East next year. So we'll see what they add in the off season and uh, where we go from here next year. Okay. I Hard to argue with anything you guys said. Hamilton is... Uh, Let's call it trending upward, okay? Uh, because that's exactly what they are. Nobody really gave them a lot of uh, credit or credence for what they were about to do, and they did have a decent season, and things are looking promising. And, yes, I believe June Jones is surprising the shit out of people. And is that a bad thing? No, it's not. So um, I'm happy for the Hamilton Tiger Cats and their fans, and uh, good for them. So, moving on. There's only there was one thing I wanted. There is so everything is in in place in the coaching side of Hamilton Tiger Cats. Do we believe Orlando Steinauer will leave, or do you believe that he is staying there for waiting for June Jones to step aside because he is a Hamilton Tiger Cat? He would prefer to stay with Hamilton Tiger Cats as an assistant head coach than to go be a head coach somewhere else. Is that a correct statement? Do you agree with that, Will? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, he has left before, but I think that had everything to do with Ken Austin. Because as soon as Kent was gone, he came back. Yeah. Yeah. So. And he left a a lucrative, higher-paying job to do so. Absolutely. Yep. And you got to think, too, that um, despite the fact that uh, June Jones is doing a good job, he is up there in age, and he's not going to be around there forever. I, can't only see, I can only see him maybe lasting a few more years at the most. So uh, Steinauer can be pretty confident that that job is going to be opening sooner rather than later. 
he did step into a nothing position too. He came back to nothing. Mm-hmm. Assistant head coach is not a position. He has no responsibilities, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know that he may be running the entire team. He may be the head coach in waiting, very similar to the way Dave Dickinson was under um, Huff, right? Yep. Dickinson was running the team, even though Huff was the head coach. Because personally, it looked like he was suffering from dementia most of the last season he was in the head coach. But that's the side point. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers post-mortem. This is a team that is in flux. They're, not, they're, they're getting better. They're slightly getting better. Are they getting better fast enough? This is the fifth season that this um, – Canadian Mafia has been in place. Is it time to kick them to the curb because they can't get it done? What are they going to do with their quarterback that is owed a $225,000 bonus on July, January 12th uh, to make him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the CFL? And his numbers just do not support that kind of money, nor does his record. So what are the Winnipeg Blue Bombers going to do? Is this a team that needs to be blown up or are, is Winnipeg right? Are the Winnipeg fans right now so ecstatic that they finally got a playoff win and still not a home playoff game, but they've got a playoff win and, uh, and, and moving and that's their moving forward <clears throat> concept. This is tiny baby steps that they're accepting. I don't know. I wouldn't accept this. I mean, Shit, we we fired uh we fired Benavides for uh, the same record in in BC. If you guys remember that, so uh, yeah, Winnipeg. Uh, so what do you do? What do you do? Will, what's your thoughts on Winnipeg? What's their post mortem? What do they need to do? What, who's going to be there next year? Who's their quarterback? Who's their coach? Who's their – well, we don't well, know who their owner is. They're kind of like a community team. They're a community any, any team. Back, you know what? Anything I, changing? I, 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 I don't know because they have, Mark, sorry, 38 free agents. Is that right, Mark? Or 30 free agents or something like that? I think it's 32. Bonus. 32. That's like um, a, a, a Chris Jones thing. We're talking – we're talking Adam Big Hill. We're talking Stanley Bryant. We're talking Bryant resigned already. Oh, oh I was going to say, did I hear yeah. that yesterday? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, they got rid of Mo Leggett today. Not that that was a big deal. Um, Why? Why do you do that? Why do you just release somebody now? Is there a bonus due to him? Probably. Mm-hmm. No, they said assume. they released them because, uh, now, so it gives them more time to get stuff in order and de- decide where he wants to go moving forward. Because uh, okay. he wasn't in their plans next year, I know that. Yeah. He really and, wasn't and in their plans okay. this year, was he? He wasn't injured, even though he was on the six-game injured list. He wasn't injured the last six games. They just didn't want to pay his salary account. That's right. He, he's done, he was done six games ago with CFL, with the Bombers anyway. And why was he done? Younger and cheaper behind him, and better. 
Younger, better, faster, cheaper. And less injured. It's all injuries. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but yeah, so there that that whole team is going to change. And and you got to start you got to start right from the outside looking in. I mean, do you pay do you pay that money to Matt Nichols or do you get rid of him and make Strebler cuz you know what you're going to hear next year, right, Mark? You're going to hear this Oh yeah. From the very beginning of training camp and it's just gonna go on and on and on. Okay? And right. I don't think Chris Dreveler has enough experience to be the starter in Winnipeg. But I don't no, but know. But there's if only you one way to starter. get experience, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Well, right, but I don't know if you pay a starter five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars who was only as good as Matt Nichols. So well, do you That's think Matt dilemma. Nichols can win a Grey Cup? Do you think Matt Nichols can take the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to the next step? Do you think he's no. he's a capable quarterback in the CFL? No, nobody does. I, I don't believe that anybody thinks that he is he's it. I mean, all year long, Winnipeg fans were calling for his head. I, I, I think it was unjust, unjustifiably. I don't think Strebler was ready yeah, to but... take over the team early on in this season. But once again, you can't necessarily say that because I go back, and I know I use this reference all the time, Marcus Crandall, 2001. <laughs> he didn't – He okay, okay, you, you take guys. Take Dave Dickinson for an example, okay? Take Dave Dickinson. He had a very successful CFL career. Would you agree with that? Course, it was okay. Yeah. yeah, it was above average. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then he was an assistant coach for a long time and yep. and worked his way up and now he's the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. Correct. And I don't know and, how many I don't trouble. know how many I don't know I don't know how many great cups he won. Did he win one or two or three maybe? I don't know off the top of my Fair. head. Did he win player? one in B C? He yes. did, yes. Two thousand one in B C champion. Yeah. Okay. So he's the head coach in Calgary. Do you know well, what? As a, you know as what a player Mark... in '98, 2006, 2008. Okay. Right. Do you know what Marcus Crandall does now? No. He's the offensive coordinator for the Saskatchewan Huskies. <laughs> college, yeah. Okay. Saskatchewan, no, no, Canadian college. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I'm sure it's a living, man. I'm sure it's a living. And it doesn't matter where you get your experience at. But all I'm saying is, is you know, certain guys are, are just different. And with Winnipeg, I mean, I think they have to start. You know, how old is Andrew Harris now, Mark? 33 next year? 34 next year. Yeah. A little long of a tooth for a running back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, and as I've said before, I personally think they should switch him to slot back and give somebody else the job at running back. So, do they keep him? You know, I, I think Jeff Code is a free agent this year, is he not, Mark? Jeff Code and 
God, who's the other guy? Harris is only 31. Yeah, we'll, he's going to be 32 31. next year. He'll be 31. Right okay. But even for running back, that's a little on the long side. I mean, he had a really successful year, so I don't see why he wouldn't have a successful year like that next year. But uh, who knows? No, I think Winnipeg's got some holes, and, and obviously they're not in the Grey Cup. They weren't first place in the West or even second place in the West, so they can improve in places. And how do you improve? You change personnel. I think if I think Winnipeg's biggest biggest the biggest area where they lack is receivers. So and I think they have to improve that twofold. So there you go. Go ahead. Charles, what's your thoughts on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Well, this is a team, much like the BC Lions that I said last week, this is a team that could look drastically different at the start of next year. Um, I think it's all going to depend on how um, comfortable they are with Chris Trevler, depending on whether or not Matt Nichols comes back. Um, it, they're paying him an awful lot of money. Uh, it's over $500,000, and I'm sorry, he's been okay. He's not a $500,000 quarterback. When I think of $500,000 quarterbacks, I think of guys like Mike Riley. I don't think of Matt Nichols. So it'll all depend on how comfortable the Bombers coaching staff is with handing the reins over to Strebler. Now, I think CJ said it the other day, the upside with Strebler is far greater than it is with Nichols. Um, Nichols is probably at his upside. He's at his peak. He's not a guy that's going to get better. He's not going to take a step forward. What you're getting with Mac Nichols, that's what you're getting for good. It's not all of a sudden just going to jump up. So there's that. And Strebler is just a young guy, and while he'll have some growing pains, he also has the opportunity to um, to uh, grow there. Uh, defensively, uh, this ha- they were a very good defensive team this year, but they've got some um, defensive free agents. The not the least of which is the guy who's nominated for top defensive player and who will likely win top defensive player in Adam Big Hill who came back and had a great year for the Bombers. I do know I read an article earlier this week that he said that uh, his free agency decision is going to be based on family. That could be a bad sign for the Bombers, because if you know anything about Adam Big Hill's family, his wife, and so on, well, they live in B.C., and Adam Big Hill's family lives in Washington State. So Two that's hours not near Winnipeg. No. A few hours away. I'm not saying that's going to mean for sure he's coming to the Lions, but there's at least some indication in that direction. Uh, they've got some other... Uh, uh, Will's right when he says that um, Andrew Harris, yes, he is um, a great running back. He's been a great running back. He's now going, what do we say, 31 years old? That is typically the time when running backs... 
Yeah, he'll be 32 at training camp. That's typically the age where running backs start to slow down. And sometimes it can happen overnight. Sometimes it's gradual. You gotta, If the Bombers bring him back, they got to hope that it is a gradual thing and not an overnight thing. Uh, but I think they got to be preparing for life without Andrew Harris at some point. They need someone in there that they're going to be comfortable giving the reins of the full-time running back. Uh, receiving core, they want guys like Weston Dressler, another guy who's getting up there in age. Um, I'm not sure how old Darvin Adams is and so on, but they've got some guys there, some impact players who are, in fact, getting up in age, and they need to start getting younger or they're going to get too old. So it, it's an interesting, I think this is an interesting offseason for the Bombers because there are a lot of different factors. As for coach, um, um, Michael Shea is going to be back as coach next year. He Has he been spectacular as coach? No, but he has progressed pretty much every year he's coached. And he finally got his first uh, win as a head coach in the playoffs this season. So he's got, got a lot of... I think he's got another year left at least. But if they take a step back and slide down the standings or even miss the playoffs, the same probably won't be said after next season. So the Bombers, they're a team to watch in this offseason because it's going to be, um, there could be a lot of turnover there. They could be, along with BC, maybe the teams that have the most turnover in this offseason. So we'll be interested to see um, where they go. Okay, before Mark goes, I want to address the elephant in the room that everybody's ignored completely. Richie Hall. Hmm. Everybody has said Richie Hall is terrible, garbage, everything else. But Winnipeg Blue Bombers were either top or second place of every defensive category this year. So Richie Hall cannot be doing a bad job. In fact, he's looking pretty goddamn awesome right now. And yet everybody is throwing him under the bus, and they still are throwing him under the bus. So I'm not totally sure about that one, but somebody needs to address this Richie Hall problem because I don't think you have one. Mark, go ahead. Part of the thing with the Richie Hall is that Mike O'Shea took over a lot of the defense this year. Uh, I would not be surprised if he's gone, and I wouldn't be surprised if he stays. It is the the mafia, and they all like to stick together. Um, You will see a lot of change, but you're going to see a lot of guys coming back. It's already started with Stanley Bryant, which is, that's a big signing. Um, We will probably lose one or two from the offensive line. Soup Chung, I could see going somewhere else for more money. But we are also set with a lot of depth on the O-line, so I'm not worried about that at all. We, like Will said, we have to upgrade the receivers. We probably had the worst starting receivers in the entire CFL. What's the Dressler? Um, Dressler was one of the few bright spots we had. Well, that's uh, sad. We well, he only lost one game that he played in this year. Um, we yeah, we need to get better. Sport. Yeah, 
we need to get better at receiver. There's no ifs, ands, buts, or maybes there. Nichols will be back. He's already signed another contract extension through 2020. That was means nothing. You know that. Oh, I know that. But, no, it, it's O'Shea. As Leggett proved out, O'Shea's too, if he's got one major fault, he's too loyal. Yes. If he's got a major thing he has to learn, it's when it's time to get rid of guys. Now, he did do that with Leggett. He stayed one year too long, if you ask me. And I love Leggett. I've got his jersey, for God's sake. But he stayed. we kept him one year too long. Harris, I think, Harris is back. He's got one more year on his last contract. I think this will be his last one. I think we'll end up getting a lot of players back from free agency. You'll have your quarterback controversy starting probably in a week. Um, I was going to say now, but I'll give you a week. Yeah, everybody still loves Strebler because he's got all these touchdown passes and he can run. And I need to see him actually play a game where he doesn't run and he throws the football before I'm sold on him. You know, going forward, I think we're going to be in okay shape. A lot of guys seem to want to play for O'Shea. They love the guy as a coach. And that in a 19 league, yep, that does make a bit of a difference. So You will see some changes. I think they're going to get a lot younger. You're going to see a couple of new receivers come in for sure, though. They'll be, Walters is always active in free agency. We all know that. Um, so it'll shake things up. The the interesting spot for me, though, is quarterback and receiver. I think everywhere else will be okay. Okay. Adam Big Hill staying or going? Uh, he's going. He's going. Yeah, I, the Bombers are going to offer him a truckload. Don't be surprised if they offer him 300000 um, He'd be a fool not to take it then, wouldn't he? It depends. Not going to get that not worth Family first. You don't know what you're going to get in BC, Christopher. The days of Wally being cheap are gone. This is a Still whole have... different regime. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but this regime didn't sign him last year when they had the chance. Wally, but they Wally had no was room. There. They had no room. They'd already and shot their wad. Yeah. And you had Wally still there. You know it's not going to happen. Hervey's going to spend the money, so don't be surprised. But No, I think he'll end up back in BC. I really do. I desperately want him here, obviously, because, you know, you can make all the comments you want about uh, Richie Hall. That defense completely changed when Adam Big Hill came in. I don't think that's a coincidence that they're at the top of all these categories the year he played here. Go ahead. Well, I think that year, the year to last, is kind of it. Uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers are the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They're just 29 years and counting. 28. Oh, come on. Are you sure? Let's just say 30. It's a nice round number. 1990 to 2018 is 28. 29 years. You, 28. No, 29 years. 
<laughs> I'm staying with 28. <laughs> sounds 28 better. sounds better than 29. And hey, Hamilton's not far behind us. No, they're not. It would have been funny to have a Winnipeg-Hamilton Grey Cup, and then one of the streaks would have been over. They're just neither of them are capable of getting that far. Okay. So that's the end of that. Da, da, da. Okay, now, here we go. Oh, my God, let's talk about Jonathan Rose. I know nothing about this subject. I haven't seen anything on it yet today. <laughs> you guys out there listening you should be paying attention to let's talk cfl because i have been having so much fun with those red black fans it is just absolutely amazing absolutely amazing jonathan rose pushes a referee over top of an injured hamilton tiger cat play just Pushes him backwards. The guy goes flying. His hat's off. He's down on the ground. He's flailing around like a turtle upside down. And the CFL says, "We, it's our job to protect our officials. You cannot do that. You know, it's one thing to ram your helmet into another quarterback's face, but you're not allowed to push over an official. So you're getting a one-game suspension. Okay? So he gets a one-game suspension. And according to the CBA, which is the collective bargaining agreement, he has the ability to appeal the suspension. Well, here's where it gets a little tricky. If he appeals the suspension, he's allowed to continue to play until his appeal is is heard. But his appeal is going to be his next game is the Grey Cup. His appeal is going to be after that, and then he's going to miss a preseason game, or he's going to miss the first game of the season. He might not even be a member of the Ottawa Red Blacks. He might not even be playing football in the CFL. So how can you penalize somebody for something that's going to happen in the future for when he's done it now? He has to. This arbitration hearing has to happen before the Grey Cup because it needs to be told point blank with the video evidence. You pushed an official, you're suspended, you're not playing in the Grey Cup. It's, 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 I don't see how it can happen any other way. It's going to happen somewhere else, another way, because we have an idiot for a commissioner. This has got to be the worst commissioner in the CFL, and he's, he can change a rule in 24 hours. He can add an official to the game in 24 hours, but he can't get an arbitration hearing in 72 hours. What the hell? You got no lawyers over there in Toronto? No judges? Come on. There's got to be one on staff. So um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they're doing this kind of thing. But how can you penalize uh, Jonathan Rose? Okay, let's just hypothetically say that Jonathan Rose is now released by the Ottawa Red Blacks, or he's free agent. I don't know if he is or not. But he's released by the Ottawa Red Blacks in the offseason. And the Saskatchewan Rough Riders pick him up. And he's been suspended for a game. So he's now can't play for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in week one. Do Rider fans now have a right to lose their mind? Goddamn rights they do. This penalty should be against Ottawa. It's not just Jonathan Rose that needs to be penalized. It's Ottawa Red Blacks that need to be penalized because it was an Ottawa Red Black player that did this. 
You cannot allow Jonathan Rose to play in the Grey Cup. And if the league can't get their shit together and get an arbitration hearing before this, then Rick Campbell should step up and park this guy and do the right thing because he's supposed to be a classy individual. But accordingly to the article I just read, if he's eligible to play, he's playing. So that's he's going to play in the foot in the game. Now, the ref football is a brotherhood. Okay, if you're a football player on a football team, you're a brother with these other players, and it's that way. It's, it's lifetime, okay? These guys are friends and buddies forever. No no question about it, okay? Do you think it's not the same way with the officials? I mean, these guys are constantly being picked on, scrutinized, attacked by everybody in the world. The, the only people that can that like each other are, are the officials they like each other, so they have to defend each other. So now you've got an official that's been uh, physically abused, and the perpetrator has no penalty against him. It's playing the biggest game of the season with no retribution. Personally, if I was an official, I would refuse to officiate that game. I'd walk off until he was removed from the playing field. And do I think that they'll do that? I don't know. It's happened before. It happened in the NFL. So I don't believe that it, it's outside of the, you know, there's a precedence been set. It's not outside of the possibility of this thing. They need to stick together. They're brothers. They need to support each other. How can you not support your brother who's been abused? Now, does this mean that it's open season on officials? You can toss them around like rag dolls? It seems to. It, it appears to be that way. So how, how can they do this? Now, let's just put all of my rant aside. And let's just say that he's play, Jonathan Rose plays in the Grey Cup with the Ottawa Red Blacks, and they're playing. And this official is looking at this play, and Jonathan Rose yeah, may have been doing a little bit too much hand fighting. Oh, flags out, pass interference. Oh, flags out, pass interference. Oh, flags out, pass interference. Do you think the officials are going to cut him any slack at all? So is this to the detriment of the Ottawa Red Blacks that Rick Campbell has agreed to play this idiot? Because I can't, I, I don't know what else to call him. He pushed an official. He shouldn't be playing football anymore. It, this, this suspension should not be appealable. I mean, it's a playoff. Any suspension in the playoffs should not be appealable. A, any, any assault on an official, you, you, you should be, you're done. It, it should be an automatic suspension with no form of appeal. But that's not what the rules are, so I'm not going to make up a rule. So he does have the right to appeal. But is he hurting his team by stepping on that field? Are the referees now going to have a vendetta against him? I would. They're supposed to be unbiased and impartial and and neutral and everything else. But we all know that's not true. We all know that certain officials out there have allegiances to certain teams. Well, it, it's it's been proven over and over and over and over again with statistics. So, do you think these officials are just going to say, "Oh, yeah, it's no big deal. He pushed over one of my buddies, and the guy kind of got hurt a little bit, but he's okay. He he'll recover." Yeah, right. Like that's going to happen. Will McDonald, what are your thoughts on this subject? You know, you 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 took my thunder away because I was going to say that as far as. He's not going to get one call that goes his way on Sunday if he plays. He he shouldn't. And 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 do you think 
let me ask you this. Do you think Dave Dickinson's not sitting around planning to throw every ball possible towards this guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because these guys, these guys use every advantage they can get. And this is going to be an advantage. It's going to be a shit show. You, you can, you can, you can say the referees are impersonal, but they're human beings, man. They have emotions, okay. And like you said, they are a brotherhood and they are a team. And you stick up for teammates. You have to. They don't. And, they've got no friends anywhere in the CFL. Nowhere do they have friends. No. 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 So. I guarantee it. When it, that's part of Calgary's game plan. I guarantee it. Okay, they're well, going to throw every ball they possibly can at him. Dave Dickinson would be a miss so, if he didn't. That's correct. That is correct. So, I don't know. I, I wouldn't play him, quite truthfully. If no, you have somebody who is, who a is liability. close to as good, close to as good, um, I wouldn't play him, but we'll see what happens. Anyways, go yeah. ahead. You know, he's a liability. I don't argue with that. Charles. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% in agreement. This is first of all, they need to figure out a way to close that stupid loophole that if you appeal, you can play. Because then, what's the point of suspending people? Because if it's going to be for an important game, it isn't going to matter because they'll just appeal, oh, then we can play. I don't think it's right. Um, if it's under appeal, uh, it should be that if you're if it's under appeal and you don't play and you've found that the appeal is um, uh, valid, then you just get your paycheck for it. But you should not be able to play when you've been suspended. Uh, I just... And Ottawa, you should be taking a stand on this. I'm sorry. This is violence against an official. In no world, in no league, um, is there any acceptance to violence against an official. And um, Look at Ken Austin when he slapped that official. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. He, he, he wasn't that. allowed to be on the sidelines. He got fined. No. He wasn't allowed to be on the sidelines. And he should. And, and I'm sorry, Winston or not Winston Rose. Um, what's his first name? Jonathan. Pardon? Jonathan Rose Jonathan. should not be anywhere near the field for this Grey Cup. And it's not even like it's a um, you know a questionable thing. He very clearly did what they're accusing him to do. He's appealing knowing 100% that he's going to lose. But he's appealing anyways to get into the game. This isn't right. It's a loophole that should be scrapped because it sets a bad precedent and it lets officials know, well, we don't care if you get injured. We're just going to let the guy uh, that uh, pushed your your other guy down, oh, he's going to appeal, so we're going to let him play. I'd be pissed right off if I were an official. Because this is not this is an open and shut case. So why can they not get the appeal done before Grey Cup? Hell, he appealed this one on Monday. So you yep. telling me in six days they couldn't get an, uh, an appeals hearing done in that that span of time? Ridiculous. 
um, like you said, they can change rules within 24 hours. How long did it take them um, after the uh, the hit on Brandon Bridge to decide, okay, well, we're going to put another um, official on the field? Why is this any different? You've got guys, a guy who pushes the rece- uh, pushes the referee, endangering the referee, but we can't get an appeals hearing in six days? Makes no sense to me. It sounds stupid. He should not be playing, and they've got to figure out a way to get rid of that loophole because it simply isn't fair. Here, here. And how about the how about this for a scenario? The Stampeders are driving down the field, going for a winning drive, and let's say uh, Jonathan Rollins uh, gets an interception in the end zone to snuff out a potential winning drive. So a guy that should have been suspended because he blatantly pushed an official ends up making a winning play. The optics of that would look so terrible, it would make the CFL look like a joke, but yet they can't do it because it is weird. It just doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. Yep. Can't can't argue. Can't argue. Mhm. It, it's just. It, it's kind of weird. To me, it boggles okay. my mind. It's so stupid. Mark, what's your theory on this one? Well, part of the problem is it is on the CBA for the appeal process. Yeah, so and then let's pump the appeal process. Let's make it work. Let's have it done right now. You can you can have an, a, an arbitrator in place and do it within 24 hours. This was Monday morning that he appealed this. Good luck. Have you not followed appeals in sports? Sometimes in the NFL they take upwards of 16 months to be heard. Oh, I've never heard of an appeal in in the um, – in the CFL being longer than a week. It's not going to happen. He's playing. Whether I know he should he's playing. Be or not, he, he, they're not going to have the appeal. Um, it won't be done in time. Ambrosi stuck himself. It's in a rock and a hard place right now. He did the right thing by suspending him. He has to abide by this. It's stupid. Um, I don't see how you... Like you were saying, what do you, so he signs in Saskatchewan. Does he set a game for Saskatchewan now? It's just, it's, this is a tough one. I don't think it's ever happened for a Grey Cup game for sure. I don't even know about any sport where something like this, like football-wise. So, like even in the NFL, I don't think this has happened where it's the appeals for the Super Bowl kind of thing for the Cup game. So it's I agree that they need to close it. I don't know how they can close it though cuz the players are going to want that left in. And it is normal part of your CBA. You do have The a only right way to that appeal. they can do it is they can have they can have the appeal within a 7-day period of time. Before the next game, they have to have the appeal. It does not violate the CBA in any one any shape or iota. All they have to do is have a judge or an arbitrator on retainer for the entire season that when it's required, he has to find time in the next seven days to make this happen, even if it's at midnight. That's the only way they can do it, but that has to wait now. Like, 
they'd have to change it now, and he's not going to change that now. It's just the Players Association isn't going to allow it. But Who isn't going to allow it? Players Association don't bullshit. Forget. They can't stop Rose it. Didn't, Rose didn't file the appeal. The CFLPA did. Yeah, I was just going to say it that. It wasn't Rose. It was the CFLPA. On his behalf. Yeah. So there's that, too. It's it's both standing their ground. It's going to be who's stronger on this one. And I don't think we can get it done in a week. I really don't. When's the last time? Did they have an appeal this year? No. I don't think well, anybody was suspended this year. I don't remember well, anyone. Hey, Bear was suspended. I know for sure. That's right, and I don't remember him appealing. No, I don't think he did. I can't remember the last time. Usually they always used to be suspended and appealed, and it was thrown out anyway, the suspension. Mm -hmm. That was the history, really, behind the suspensions, and that's why it was a joke, because they never did get suspended. So this will probably follow suit, even if they do get it done in a week. They they just need to do it. They just need to get it done yep. before the Grey Cup, and everything it's it, it's over. It's, it's it's simple, and you can't blame Ottawa Red Blacks for wanting to play their best DB. No, nope, you can't. Not at all. Right? It is no different than when Taj Smith should have been suspended from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for his assault charge, and uh, they played him in the Grey Cup and won the Grey Cup. Right, and and he was a major contributing factor in that Grey Cup victory. You you can't blame them for wanting to do it, but you know, hey, I I don't I, I don't understand it. But you know what I could see, very easily see happening? He go through. He'll play the he'll play in the Grey Cup, then he'll drop his appeal. Yeah, why not? And they won't even bother going through with the hearing. And, and then, then it's a scam. Yeah. Then they're exploiting a loophole at that point. Yep. That's what that is. Nothing we can do about it. Nope. It, it, it's plain and simple. He did this specifically so he can play in the Grey Cup. He knows he's going to oh, lose. Of course the he did. He's good. Yeah. It, the video evidence is overwhelming. He is done. He pushed a referee backwards over top of an injured player on the sidelines. He had no business being there. First, he absolutely abused the receiver and, and, and flying souffle out of bounds, got flagged for it. Then he pushed a rep over, and then he grabbed a, a tie cat fa- uh, player by the face mask and tried to rip his head mm-hmm. off. Okay, this guy should be banned from the CFL. Period. At very least, it should probably be a multi-game suspension, not just one game. That that's fifty-five yards worth of penalties right there. By one player. By one player on one play. Yeah. And and they would have they they would have got more yards against them, but they would they, Calgary was too close to their end zone. I don't know. 
Anybody else have anything to say on this ditch pig? I think we beat this up enough. I've been beating it up all day. I know. For a few days. <laughs> no, I think it's just today. I was kind of in a weird mood at work today, so I just started posting shit. Usually I don't do anything at work. Okay. Next one. Dave Dickinson has been fined for the league for his Canadian Mafia content comment. Did the league handle this situation correctly? Okay. First off, I don't think he should have been fined. So he was going to be fined. Uh, I don't think he was just being Dave Dickinson on the sidelines. He didn't say anything that nobody else would have. It, it, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Wally Buono wouldn't have done that. But um, most other coaches in the league would have said the same thing. <laughs> William, mute your mic if you're going to yawn. Thank you. So, you know, it's just kind of kind of weird, right? Like, I don't think Dave Dickinson said anything wrong. He said, fucking Canadian Mafia. Well, everybody in the league can calls the Winnipeg Blue Bombers management, the Canadian Mafia, because they're the only team, I think the only team in the history of the CFL that have had Canadian president, a Canadian manager, a general manager, and a Canadian coach. Okay? If they had a Canadian quarterback, it would be, like, phenomenal. Brandon Bridge over to, to Winnipeg. No. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say. This is ridiculous. I don't think he should have been fined. I knew he was going to be fined. Was justice served? I don't know. I, I have no more opinion on this one. Will, you're a Calgary Stampeder fan. What do you think about Dave Dickinson? And his yeah, comments? I have no comment. I have no comment whatsoever. You know what? It wasn't a live mic game. What was the mic doing close to him? Uh, I think it's just bullshit, but that's just me. I guess he said something wrong, so he probably should have been fined, and he did get fined, and he's apologized 13 times. And do you think he really he really is sorry for what he says? I don't think so. He was in it was in the heat of battle. He's a real emotional, competitive guy, but they're gonna find him because a mic caught it, and I think it was just bullshit. So I don't have well, anything more than that to say. You know, the, the whole thing about the secrecy behind fines in the CFL, they could have fined him like 12 bucks. Said, you know, Dave, we know that, you, you know, this was not a big deal or anything else, but we, we have to keep up appearances and we're going to fine you $12. And Dave go, yeah, well, okay, no and, problems. I'm sorry I said it. And, and I, I apologize to, to Mike O'Shea and, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and everything is cool. Okay, let's go. And you know? also today I was listening to the Waggle and – um, David Sanchez was saying about Dave Dickinson because he's seen all the stuff on Facebook and, and social media and that he should be fined and he should be suspended. And David Sanchez has played with Dave Dickinson on numerous teams. He's known him for 20-plus years, he said. And he said, that's not Dave Dickinson. And he thinks it's a bunch of bull crap, too. I mean, he says, Dave Dickinson is a leader. He's been a leader his entire life, but he said he is a extremely competitive guy. Yeah. And, and he, and he, he should will be. try. 
he will try and get his edge any way he can. And I mean, when referees make calls for other for the other side, how many coaches do you know that don't yell at the referees and tell them they made the wrong call? Well, how many fans don't? There you go. Everybody does. So, but that's why your wife comes and takes on. your your controller away from you. It's kind of like the same. Another question was asked on the Waggle today, and David said the question was, if uh, the Calgary Stampeders lose the Great Cup, should Dave Dickinson be fired? No. And David Sanchez said basically, yes, he should be fired. And he was being sarcastic. He said, "I hope so." Does anybody realize? Does anybody realize BC and Toronto are looking for head coaches? He said Dave Dickinson would have a job tomorrow. So, oh, in, in five minutes. No, in less than that. If Calgary fired Dave Dickinson, Ed Hervey would have him on speed dial. Yeah. Uh huh. And rightfully so. Anyways. I, that's a wet dream for a BC Lions fan. Any general manager worth its salt would do that. Yep. Okay, Charles, jump at it. Let's see. Let's call it what it is. Dave Dickinson got fined because a, can- a microphone happened to pick up what he said. If there was no microphone over there, we'd have never heard one word of what he said. There just happened to be, I guess, a camera in the area with a microphone. And that's what picked it up. I can probably guarantee you that stuff like this and probably stuff that's even a whole lot worse get um, oh, hell get yeah. uh, said multiple times per game. Not per week, per game. So, um, yeah, was it all that flattering? No, but you know what? It's not that big. It's not like... He didn't even, well, he did use a curse word, but come on. This kind of trash talk and stuff goes on all the time. And to go out there and and fine him for this just seems complete overkill. It seems ridiculous to me. But uh, you know what? Uh, People got offended, and they heard it on on the mic. So, yeah, we're going to fine him. Uh, I think it's an overreaction. I've seen worse stuff than this that didn't get fined, so I... I don't think he should have been fined. I think it was just uh, a knee-jerk reaction. It's uh, it's part of part of the game. It's part of uh, you know, coaches say stuff, players say stuff, fans say stuff. It it happens. So do I think that this was uh, made sense? No, I just I don't think they did it be, to save face. But to me, it doesn't. Uh, it wasn't really all that big a deal. Uh, so many people got bent out of shape over this, and uh, I think it's just an overreaction. Stuff like this says, gets said, way worse stuff like this gets said every every game. I think it's uh, uh, just foolish to me. Just people getting upset, and that's where they find them. Yeah, no doubt about it. Mark? He should not have been fined. What did he get fined for? Swearing? 
Well, but you, you, you can't blood. fire. You can't find him for swearing. You can find him for an uh, uh, an inappropriate comment, uh, and we'll, we could call it. Uh, I want to call it racial, but it's not. It, it, you yeah, know, it's you, you're insulting a, a you're insulting a country, and that's probably not allowed. Oh, don't go, Robert Rath, on me. Um, he did not insult the country. Oh, of course he didn't. But that's the perception of it. That's why these Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans are losing their goddamn minds because they're butthurt over this. And it, they're and, not fans, Christopher. They're pussies. Yeah, we, we know that, Mark. And I agree with you. I'm not arguing with you in any way, shape, or form. But this is what's the matter. It's the same thing when when Ryder fans go go nuts about these stupid little hits on, on Zach Caleros and then Brandon Bridge. Yeah, granted they were penalties, but you know what? They lost their frickin' mind over it and get over it already. You know, and, and this this is kind of the same thing. And, and, yeah, you could say the same thing about me right now harping on Jonathan Rose all the time, but I don't think the punishment has been served yet with Jonathan Rose, so I'm not going to, going to take that one back. We're not going back there. But, you no, know, it's the just... The whole thing is stupid. It's it's ridiculous and silly. Okay, they find him for inappropriate language, whatever the hell you want to call it. To me, as a Canadian and a Bomber fan, it was flipping hilarious. I honestly, like I would said when we were talking earlier, I have had the game on... And I just kept rewinding it back to hear him saying it, going, he actually said that. That's hilarious. Rewind it. That's awesome. He actually said that. Somebody on the Bombers needs to make a T-shirt now, not later. They would sell thousands of these. And of course you could they would. Spell it. Well, you could spell it the way the writers did with Lothar, F-U-Q-N. That's all you got to do. They've got a gold mine. This just adds more to the fun of the CFL. But instead, a bunch of Bomber fans get their panties in a bunch, and they lose it. He's insulting an entire country. He is not. He didn't insult me. It's established his wife is Canadian, so I guess he insulted his wife. Like, come on, guys, you can see your heads here. Was it something dumb to say? I've heard a lot worse on the football field. Maybe it's time to mute all the mics on the sidelines if that's what they're going to do. You don't put a mic beside a head coach, ever, if it's not a live mic game. Well, well, they're on the camera. I think it was on a camera is what it was, because all the cameras have mics on them. You know, I I love the live mic stuff, but I think it's fun. This is just dumb. I don't see a controversy here. I see an opportunity for the Bombers to sell a lot of T-shirts at Christmas. And if they don't want to do it, I just might. Because these, it, it's just it's an instant T-shirt. It's an instant comment that's going to be around for years. Yep. This is great. I'm, this is I'm great. There. No, this, this, we this is a fan control type of thing. I was just yeah. going to say the same thing. 
Yep. Now the, the Stampeder Calgary games will be known as the Canadian Mafia game or something like that. Well, Bomber fans can, when Winnipeg plays Calgary here, Bomber fans can show up in Mafia-style clothing. Yeah. But have fun with it. Yeah. But no, we got to get everybody upset. Stupid. Let's get mad. You've obviously never been on a football field where a lot worse is said. Well, you know, I mean, it's he's just appeasing a, a percentage of idiots who don't really know what they're doing or talking about and are yelling and screaming the hardest. And that's what I said. It's the same thing when the Ryder fans do this. It, it It's not that big a deal. So, you know, why make a big fuss out of it? And I've met already. Dave Dickinson many times at my hotel, whether it was Grey Cups or just games. Um... He's never been anything but respectful, unless I've seen him playing checkers, and then there's shots being thrown at whoever he's playing checkers with. And yes, they sit outside meeting rooms and play checkers. He's competitive. He's going to say silly things. I'm sure every single coach in the universe has. And if that's the nickname they've given the Bomber coaching staff, that's great. Be proud of it. Yeah, no kidding. Damn right, it's the Canadian Football League. We're the Canadian Mafia. We're going to get those refs. It's yeah. fun. That's it. It's, 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 it's really just that simple. Anyhow, I, I, I'm done with this already. I mean, we're going to run out. I knew we were going to run out of time in this show. This, this 300th episode, it, it's, a, it's a monumental show, and we're just we're, we're, we're nailing it, guys. This has been an absolute blast doing this show tonight, okay? 15 minutes left in. With Calgary uh, Olympic bid all but dead, how will the Calgary Stampeders go about upgrading McMahon Stadium or building a new one? Maybe it'll just burn down. I don't know. It's all concrete, though. It Except might fall down in a windstorm. Yeah, but then there's no insurance. Hmm. Maybe they have wind insurance. Okay, you're you're just lucky you're thing. far away. You're just Why? lucky you're far away. Because if we did this all in the same room, I'd just slap you. <laughs> Will, speak up and tell us what Calgary is going to do. Because I don't think we need to waste a lot well, of time on this. Have I, as I have explained this before, the Calgary Stampeders will never tear down that stadium because they have a lifelong lease on that stadium. And if they tear it down, it's on University of Calgary land. And if they tear it down, the University of Calgary gets to take that land back, which they want back desperately and so that thing will stand forever as far as I'm concerned you guys are going to be complaining about McMahon Stadium when I'm 70 years old okay That's because next week it's never going to change it's never going to change I mean if the if the Olympic bid had went through they were going to put 80 million dollars into that stadium and that would be like putting lipstick on a pig, man. I was going to say that wouldn't ta- do anything. <laughs> that they, well, they were talking eighty million was expanding and making the bathrooms bigger 
and expanding the concourse. Okay? And it's like, really? You're not. So I don't know what the solution to that is. I guess they'll eventually have to build a new stadium somewhere. But I'm, and one of the biggest reasons I'm opposed to these things is, is because, you know, they ask people for, these are for-profit businesses and we're going to pay for their stadiums. I don't get that. Christopher, when you had your wine store, how much money did the government give you for rent every month? Not enough. They didn't, did they? No, no, I didn't receive a penny okay. from the government. In fact, I had to pay them. There you go. All and forms because of you were a for-profit. Municipal, provincial, and, and federally. I'm a simple guy. Okay, this is for a for-profit business. They should have to pay for their own arenas and stadiums where they operate their business out of, okay? And screw any of this federal money or provincial money or city money. Like, I think that's just a bunch of crap. That's just me, but I think it's a bunch of crap. Anyways, no, they're not going to get a new stadium for a while. Your guys are, if you guys come to the Grey Cup next year, it's going to be in the Pigmobile. Sorry. Go ahead. Charles, you got anything to add to this? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, I've been to the stadium. It's all, it's rundown. But, hey, you know what? It was fun. I enjoy watching. I've been to a couple of games there, and I actually enjoy watching the game there. I like it's cause, probably because it's so different from BC Place, uh, but I kind of like it because it's, um, you know, it's outdoors and stuff like that. It ain't pretty to look at, but, hey, if you're watching football, who cares what the surroundings, the stadium looks like around you? Food's a bit sketchy, but so what? Yeah. Well, I, I had a bottle of water there, and it was okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I, I've I'm, never I'm, gotten I'm, food poisoning from there, so we're good. No, no, we're good. We're good. We're good all the way around. Mark, yep. what are your thoughts? I don't have a lot to put into it, really. Um, we've all said it since the Olympic stuff started. $80 million for the stadium to make the bathrooms bigger in the concourse. Well, you haven't fixed anything. But all you're going to do is make the rats bigger. I was at McMahon about 15, 20 years ago. I went to a game there. Um, it was a dump then. It's still a dump now. There's something to be said. Like There are times I miss our old stadium. And the metal benches, even though it got really cold sitting on them, they made a hell of a lot of noise to hammer. But yeah, whatever. People of Calgary don't want it. They don't want it. And Will's right. It's a for-profit business. Build your own bloody stadium. <laughs> yeah. That's don't, it. don't expect the government to do dick squat. And and that's, that goes with Halifax. Yep. I can see the city of Calgary stepping up and helping out the Stampeders here, but I cannot see provincial or federal money coming to it. Okay, that's just being said. Well, I'm throwing it out there. We know that. What's that? 
Federal, federal no. Know that. Absolutely no, not. not Zero. Yeah, no. Not a chance. Not going to happen. Okay. Move on. We're running out of time real fast here. Uh, a group of Red Black fans were said to have acted unruly towards the players and fans of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Do teams have any responsibility for groups of their fans getting out of hand? And the answer to that is plain and simple, yes. You may disagree with this, but if these people have been um, pointed out and identified, then you should ban them from your stadium for life. That happens at BC Lions games where people who are act unruly, especially running on the field or getting in fights or anything else, even if you're a long-time season ticket holder, your your tickets are forfeited. You're banned from the from the from the, the stadium. Do I think it should be any different here in, in Ottawa? No, I don't. And I think you guys said this. I think it might have been off air before the game or whatever else. Ottawa Red Black fans are not fans of the CFLs. They're fans of the Red Blacks. They literally are not. They haven't educated themselves on the rest of the league yet. I'm surprised they could even name the other eight teams in the league. Certainly cannot name their head coaches or owners or even running backs. So. Um, and yeah, oh God, am I going to get abused by red black fans now? I've been doing that all day, so I might as well piss them off good. But it's true. They 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 literally support their team and and passionately and ultimately and they're very very similar to rider fans in that aspect. They really don't know anything about the other teams. They 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 just focus on what is in their backyard. And uh, to to abuse another team's fans especially players in your stadium is an embarrassment. And yes, the team needs to take responsibility. They need to apologize. They need to take these people to task and they need to, to deal with it in, in the, in the most efficient way possible and as quickly as possible. My piece on that one, Mark, go ahead with this. What would happen if, in Winnipeg? If, if you guys beat up a bunch of rider fans, they'd have a parade for you. Uh, parade to the police station. Um, I'm assuming Hamilton has the same kind of security in their brand new stadium as we do here in Winnipeg. Um, we had a scuffle two or three home games ago. There was a fight in my section. I may or may not have been trying to stop it. Um, or be part of there it. Was, no. There was security there within 10 seconds. Good. Maybe 15. Um, in IGF, there is facial recognition software everywhere. They have cameras in every spot. You cannot go unnoticed and not be on camera in that stadium. I'm assuming that all the new stadiums are the same. Um, these guys, if they did what they did, especially with the handicapped kid, if they did what they did, they should be barred for life. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Security-wise, they should have them on camera pretty quick. And I know in Winnipeg, you run out in the field, you're barred for life, and that's concerts, anything at IGF, and they press charges. You're not just let off with that. You're also 
charged with, I'm not sure what the charge is, but you are charged. Trespassing. Yeah, no, no, it's more, it's bigger than that because trespassing is what a hundred dollar fine maybe. Um, no, trespassing is considered. Uh, oh, hang on, I actually know this because I got charged with it once. Um, <laughs> uh, of course you did. I I think it's mischief or something like that or some. It's it's got a ridiculous name and. Uh, and Winnipeg's good. It's quite serious. You know, Winnipeg has been good over the years with uh, fans running out into the field, and you just let the players deal with it, you know, like BC. Yeah. When Carl it's Kidd good. kicked the living crap out of the father and son. Yeah. Yeah, well Literally done. Literally kicked. Yes, it was. <laughs> That's it, though. That's dumb. Hey, we got to get going here real quick. Charles, do you have anything to add? Uh, just to say that if you're an idiot and you start abusing people and you start fighting and stuff like that, you should never be allowed in that stadium or any stadium. They should pass a list around to all the CFL stadiums, and you should be blackballed from any, going to a, um, a CFL st- a game. If you're going to be an idiot, then you don't belong there. You, you've lost all rights as a fan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, what, what, what do you got to don't say Don't be stupid. One? Unmute your mic, quick. Even if you're going to say I don't have anything to say. Okay, Will disappear. Uh, yeah, he's still online. I'm looking at the the studio here. Okay, jump into segment nine. Chris Strebler ha- had somewhat of a breakout season this year. One of the most popular players on the team. Will he be the bomber starter next year? We've already gone over this. And uh, there's a good possibility he's going to be a starter, but I doubt it. No. I don't believe that Mike O'Shea is willing to walk away from Matt Nichols, even though he's being paid stupidly. But that's not Mike O'Shea's problem. That's uh, Mike, Kyle that's Walters' problem. problem. No. Yep. Kyle, Kyle Walters has to keep him under the cap, not Mike O'Shea. So, what do you got to say, Mark? Strevler's not starting. Go ahead. Okay, Charles, you happen to agree with that one, don't you? Pardon me? I said you agree with that, don't you? Highly unlikely that Strevler's a starter. Okay, Will. Not impossible, highly unlikely. Yes, not impossible, but highly unlikely. Will, have you figured out your phone yet? Nope. Okay. I was having a nap the last time, so I was having a nap, so... You're not supposed to nap on the show, but thank you for muting because we didn't want to hear your snoring. We kicked somebody off the podcast for that once. You remember that? Well, that that was drinking. That was drinking. It was before my time. No, the the other one was before your time. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But 90 seconds, Blog Talk bitches talked me. I'm so happy that uh, Blog Talk held it together for this entire show. Hopefully, it 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 we have just been talking to the air. Uh, it's been recorded and being stored anyhow okay uh this has been let's talk cfl podcast episode number 300 i've been your host christopher jones as i have for the other 299 shows nah that's not right charles was your host on a lot of shows uh when i can't make it he definitely steps up and uh which i am ultimately appreciative for charles buddy thank you very much uh 
I, I, I'm just amazed we've done 300 episodes. It's just absolutely awesome. And, uh, you know, the interesting stat that uh, Neil Kroll told me tonight, but I actually already knew it. Um, most podcasts don't get past episode number six. Mm-hmm. We're on 300. We've got to we're, we're doing something right. Charles, thank you. Uh, good night, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm off to Edmonton tomorrow, at, uh, so enjoy the Grey Cup. I'll see you on Saturday, Will. Mark. Good night, everybody. Talk to you after the Grey Cup. Yeah, we're probably going to do this the show Monday night after the Grey Cup because everybody's in different towns and everything else. We're going to do this. We'll say good night real fast. Sorry. Good night, everybody. Go Stamps go. You better fucking win. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Ottawa sucks. Good night, guys. <laughs>